Hey, it's good to be back with you. We always start this way, and thank you for being with us. Pray we're a blessing to you as always. We're uh, handling we're handling sermons that really highlight the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, remember Jesus when he was resurrected from the from the dead from the grave, the tomb. Uh, he lived for forty days, and then there was the ascension. Then ten days, people of the early church got together and prayed. And then on the 50th day, uh, the Holy Spirit came. We refer to that as Pentecost. So we're moving to recognize Ascension Day on May the 26th. You'll be hearing more about that. It's a Thursday uh, of how you can, on that Thursday, just celebrate Ascension. A lot of times we forget about it, but it's heavily, heavily uh, connected in the gospel story. Uh, Then on June the 5th, we'll be honoring Pentecost in the... But go ahead and tell you, my son Andrew is looking to come and preach that day and close this out uh, on that day. So I'm grateful that you'll be able to experience him. I've chosen a verse today to uh, highlight the work of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives uh, as people and show you a, a bit of how that works together, which is what I try to do anyway. How does all this work together? What's the whole counsel of God? So we're going to use 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 14. And uh, don't expect you to get all this together as I read it, but maybe you can go back and reference it. Let me me read it to you. But as, as it is written, what eye did not see and ear did not hear and what never entered the human mind, uh, God prepared this for those who love him. I, I learned this verse, I have not seen, ear hath not heard the things of God. Uh, verse 10, now, now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths, the deep things of God. Uh, who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God so that we may understand, key verse there, key line, we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's spirit because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated on a spiritual basis or spiritually. Um, Just to summarize all that, you can't teach an unspiritual person spiritual things until they have been born again, is really what that verse is telling us. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit and your word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation. If you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. You look at all of us, Lord, those who are uh, watching and listening and those who just may be listening, uh, whatever format they're they're participating in, you see all of us, but you see me differently uh, because I'm a teacher and a preacher and I know that I'm under a greater and a more strict judgment than anybody else. I know that and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray, his name that I preach. Amen.
Last time I left uh, with you, I was talking about the Holy Spirit as a person. I want to go back there, recapture that for a moment. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing, an it, or a phenomenon. Even though he does phenomenal things, uh, he's not a phenomenon. He is equal in person to the Father and the Son. He's not lesser than or a little lower than. In, uh, he has his own works within the Trinity. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, which is one of the verses I'm pulling out that I just read to you, says, Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths or even the deep things of God. I'll talk about these later on when I give you a list of what the Holy Spirit does. <clears throat> but in these two, I want you to see that the that uh, God reveals to us through his spirit, so the spirit reveals, and then the Holy Spirit does the searching. He reveals the deep things of God for us. Uh, he becomes that connecting piece, that connecting voice for us, that great interpreter for us. <clears throat> and uh, he reveals that to us. Then he searches the deep things of God. Uh, the deep things of God here is a reference usually to water, and uh, to depths that are that you can't imagine, that that you can even you even think you can go, uh, you'll see that in the whole counsel of God through Scripture, <clears throat> even in Jeremiah, where it says, "Call to me, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not know and and you don't understand." Talking about the depths of God, I want you to know the Holy Spirit is not revealing and searching here because He doesn't know. He's not looking for discovery. It's he's, we use this phrase all the time, but he's not Googling it. You know, he's not getting on a search engine here uh, and finding out because he's looking to find out the answer. He knows, he's well-informed and he's all-knowing. We'll get to that in another sermon, two sermons down the road. Um, so it's not that he didn't know because he's going to always be accurate and one way you're going to see that is because he is absolutely, he is absolutely uh, the, the spirit of truth. He can never, ever lie to us. We'll see that in just a moment as well. Um, so I'm going to bring out a lot of things to you that the Holy Spirit does today, and that is part of his work with the Trinity and also with us. But um, it, it's, it's going to be so miraculous what I'm gonna be able to give you today, I don't know how you're gonna to want to turn that down, that I can have a life like that. Um, I remember in the 60s, our family lived in, in Greene County. We lived in Summersville, Kentucky. My dad pastored the Summersville Baptist Church. Uh, please remember in the 60s, you ordered things in a different fashion than you do today. Now we get on Amazon Prime and most of these are next day deliveries. Well, that, obviously that didn't happen back then. And uh, so it took a little more effort to mail in an order and to get it and to get it back and all those things. But we kept seeing in our home, we kept seeing a commercial for the Vegematic. And I, I laugh at this. Uh, I, I think... Um, that it came out in the mid 60s, maybe 1963. It could have come out a little bit earlier than that. I would have been three years old during that time, but I remember we were looking to buy it. I think I was about eight, eight years old. And uh, we loved the commercial because it had all these knife blades on it. 
and uh, you raise the top up and you put the tomato there or you put the potato there or you put a boiled egg there or you put an onion there so the potato you could press it down and it make french fries or or you can it had different forms of which you can use and templates you can slice it so here, here's the commercial i'll never forget it it slices it dices and it minces and it chops and it's also we're just like man this thing is incredible all the things it can do so we ordered it i remember my brother was there he'd been in the military and he was home on leave and we ordered it and it came in and so we were going to put a tomato in it all right we're going to put a tomato in this vegemat it gets slices it dices it minces it chops and so we put the tomato in there and uh, we thought it was going to come out these you know like the commercial and it, it it does work i guess but we put it in there and my brother smashed the top in and i mean tomato juice seeds the the skin of the tomato went all over the kitchen i mean i don't think anything i don't think anything went through the knives i mean my brother hit that and it splattered it didn't it didn't slice or dice or mince or anything else or chop it just blew up you know uh but we we got this thinking it could do everything thinking it could do everything making french fries chopping onions cucumbers tomatoes all those things right we got it thinking this thing is the real deal and i'm not saying it isn't uh the real deal i i think you can still get them <laughs> i'm not sure but i we got it here's my point we got it because of all the things it could do right i want to tell you before i get into talking about what the holy spirit does do I want to get and tell you his main responsibility is to lift up the person of Jesus. If the Holy Spirit is ever working in your life, he's going to move you to Christ. Uh, look at John chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. Now, I want you to get this foundational truth about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says this, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He can't lie to you, right? For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. Verse 14, now look at this. He will, Jesus says, he will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The one main function and the responsibility of the Holy Spirit is to glorify who Jesus is. So when he's working in us and you tell, you'll come and tell me that he's moving you past Jesus, I'm going to disagree with you because he's always moving us toward Jesus, the one who is able to forgive us of our sins, the one who is able to save us, the one who's able to reinstate us. Okay, you need to see that. I want you to see that. The, whole, the Holy Spirit never points to himself. He's always pointing to the person of Jesus. So with that, uh, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit I'm going to just run through this list for a moment, and I may stop periodically two or three places just to highlight what he does. The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit speaks, that the Holy Spirit teaches, that the Holy Spirit empowers, the Holy Spirit draws or connects, 
The Holy Spirit testifies of Christ. We just handled that in John. Uh, the Holy Spirit testifies of us being the children of God. There are people who, uh, man, I, I don't know if I'm saved or not. I, I'm doubting my salvation. And the Holy Spirit can come in and reaffirm and confirm that, that you are his child. Um, what I'm gonna pause on here and talk about, which is my prayer, is he convicts. He convicts of sin and righteousness and judgment. Uh, this is what Jesus said. And I, I, that's my personal prayer. I, I think uh, we're not paying attention to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I don't think we take it seriously. Uh, I just want to tell you, if he's convicting you of it, it's a serious matter. He doesn't handle the light stuff necessarily. If he's convicting you of it, it is a serious issue in your life. And you need to pay attention to it. And you need to surrender because he's going to point you to Christ in that. Uh, it's important that we see that and we depict that. We, I pray for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to be, to be moved upon all of us. Um, the Holy Spirit brings life and freedom. The Holy Spirit feels. The Holy Spirit leads and he guides. Uh, it says he guides to all truth. We handled that in John 16 just a moment ago. Remember, it's impossible for him to lie because he is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit prays. The verse we handled today, the Holy Spirit searches the things of God. The Holy Spirit selects, he reveals. The Holy Spirit reassures. The Holy Spirit anoints. The Holy Spirit comforts. The Holy Spirit counsels. The Holy Spirit helps. The Holy Spirit equips. The Holy Spirit confirms. The Holy Spirit himself is a gift. And on top of that, the Holy Spirit gives. And the Holy Spirit prompts. I was just sharing with our staff um, a, a, a situation in a person's life and I know the Holy Spirit has prompted me to pastor that situation. And I'm not their official pastor, but I know he's prompted me to do that. Uh, I end it with this one. Uh, when it comes to the list of all the things that he does, it's my favorite from the King James Version. It says the Holy Spirit quickens. And I like that for a lot of reasons. It means, it means made alive, it means awakens. And uh, I like it, but when you're 61, and you're 61 years old, I like anything with the word quick in it, okay? If the Holy Spirit can quicken me up, then that's, a, that's absolutely a good thing that I'm gonna pay attention to. Um, I want you, I wanted you to see how, how God uses the Holy Spirit to work. And I just went through all of those things that he does, his works. But I want you to see this, because this is gonna set up the next point. I want you to see how he serves us. I want you to see how the Holy Spirit serves us. I want you to see how Jesus serves us. You remember Jesus said in the Gospels, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. Uh, I want you to know the Holy Spirit serves us so that we take that on uh, and become a teaching model for that in serving other people. Um, we have a devotion that we're reading through and it's called the Apostles Code. You've seen it. If you've seen our other broadcasts, you've seen that. Our church is, is going through it. Hopefully we are all going through it together. And it had a question from one of our devotions on page 35 of that, of that devotion. And uh, here's, the, here's how it set up the question. Talking about service. 
He said, uh, some want to be served. There are people who want to be served. You want a church that's got your brand of music. You want a church that's got the temperature set exactly like you want it. You want the church that has the length of service exactly the way you want it. In other words, if you're not careful, you'll find a local church body that, that is just based on you, based on you and what you want, whether it's gospel-centered or not, Christ-centered or not. Uh, you, you'll, in other words, this culture is strangely, strangely moving to the point that I'm looking for people to serve me. How or what, that's some of our complaint that we have with the, the post-COVID culture that we have. In fact, we're still in COVID, but you know my point in that. And, and that is that I, I'm looking for people to serve me. Some want to be served is what the line is while those filled with his fullness want to serve and to serve others. The question I ask is, which one are you? Are you a person that wants to be served? Or are you a person that is filled with the Spirit of God and then wants to serve other people? It becomes a legitimate question to ask. If you are allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work in you, then you're going to see that it's going to move you to do and serve other people. Romans 15, 13 is my favorite blessing, and our, our church knows this. If they pay attention, they know this. It is a prayer of Paul when we did Ash Wednesday to begin Lent, and we did the marking of the ash in a prayer. This is the prayer that I gave our staff to pray over people as they mark them. Let me read it to you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you call our church office, we answer the phone. There is hope, Jeff speaking, or Tyra speaking, or Susie speaking, or Amy speaking, or Logan speaking. There is hope. We answer it that way because there is hope. Uh, hope is all through this verse, okay? And it, it says that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace. That he'll fill you with joy and peace. And he, he does it as you believe in him and you're believing. Now let me just stop there. The word believe here is pisteo. It's a Greek word. And it's a Greek word for faith. But as a friend of mine, Dan Griner, has taught us, it's a word that means I'm all in, if you want to bring it to contemporary phrasing or language. It means that I'm all in. I'm not partially in, I'm all in. I'm absolutely there. And uh, this is the part that get, of the verse that gets me personally. I have the opportunity. I have the opportunity. Remember I told you we got the Vegematic because we thought it did everything, <laughs> right? Uh, well, the Holy Spirit does do everything. In, in my mind, as a Christian leader, I'm going, how can you neglect this? Of all the things that I read to you that he does and he promises to be able to do, um, I'm all in on that. You know, I've got the opportunity to, to believe in God. I've got the opportunity and the chance to align my life with his. How would I, why would I want to avoid that? Why? Uh, so he fills you with joy and peace and believing. I'm all in. My believing is I'm all in. And he said, his goal is to overflow you with hope. Not just to give you a sprinkling of hope, 
but to overflow you with hope. You see that? Oh, I mean, just let it run over your life. And, it, and at the very end of this prayer, this blessing, he says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. How does he do this? He does it by the power of the Holy Spirit. How do I get hope? Well, I've got an area I'm stressed about. Uh, you may be afraid of dying. How, how can I get hope? The Holy Spirit is going to give it to you about hope. Uh, I, you just There's areas of our lives where we need, we need joy and peace in believing and the God of hope to fill us with that joy and peace and then overflow us with hope. How is he going to do that? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul was in prison, had a lot of things going on, you know, had, could, could complain and fuss, but he endured every bit of that with hope. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was reassuring him of all the promises of God in what is to come. One day, you and I are gonna say goodbye to this life. We're gonna do it. We're gonna say goodbye to it. <clears throat> I, I hope you understand that when I leave here, my life has not ended. My life is really just beginning. This is the prequel. This, this is just a drop in the bucket of my existence and my living. And I'm living this life for that life. When, when I die here, it's, it's not over for me. It's just beginning for me. That sounds good. That can make you feel good, give you the warm fuzzy that you may desire. But where do I get that hope? I get it because the Holy Spirit is, is assuring me of the promises of God about eternal life. Um, I, I, will, I will only close a chapter of my life here. That's it. My living will just begin in eternity. So my life is not ended. I don't know where you're needing God's hope today, but I'm telling you to ask for it. Uh, so many of us, it says, ask and ye shall receive. And we're thinking about, I need a new refrigerator. I want a new car. I want a new house. You know, I want a new living room suit. Uh, we think tangible things a lot of times when we see that verse. Uh, don't, don't forget even this. He, he, God may be saying, if you're needing hope, ask me for it. If you need wisdom, James Wright, he says, ask God for it. He'll give it to you freely. Um, you, you, you may need hope in your life in some area today. I don't know where that is, but ask for it. But how are you going to get it? You're going to get it through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he wants you to overflow into that hope. So ask him for that today, and may he reveal his hope to you in a very stressed area of where you are. I love it when the Lord says to me very simply, Jeff, everything's going to be okay. That may not be sufficient for you, but it is for me. He put the planet in order. He put earth in order. He put the planets in line. He did all that. He knows exactly how it needs to be tilted so that we don't freeze to death and how to be tilted so we don't burn up. Uh, he knows everything we need in our life and he puts it together and I just trust him. I absolutely trust him with that and my hope is there in him, the hope of glory, okay? So uh, wherever you need hope, ask for it today. How are you gonna get it? You're gonna get it through the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, he's much better than a Vegematic. I just want you to know that, okay? He can do it all and trust him to be able to do that. Thanks for being with us. I love you. We love you. And you know what we say before we leave this place, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.